Hello, and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I am your host, Corey Mascara, and today I'm going to share why I believe the mindfulness world needs to do away with the idea of non-judgment. Ooh, more to come on that one in a moment, but first, let's non-judgmentally, <laughs> just kidding, let's listen to the sound of the bell all the way until that moment when it dissolves into silence. See if you could bring your full presence and focus to that sound until you can't hear it anymore. Here it comes. Okay, thank you, Bells, and thank you for listening to the Bells. All right, so let's talk about non-judgment. Chances are you've heard the phrase non-judgment on this podcast, and if you've ever read a mindfulness book or a meditation book, there's a very good chance the definition you heard of mindfulness included the phrase non-judgment, or you heard the author, teacher, talk about the core of mindfulness being about non-judgment, the core of presence being about non-judgment. Um, and one of the common definitions we have of mindfulness, John Kabat-Zinn's very popular definition, the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally. Non-judgmentally. So uh, I could cite a number of different mindfulness definitions that have this at their core. And it's great because it's pointing to something very important, but I think we can do something better. I propose, and I already have proposed this in my book, Stop Missing Your Life, shameless plug, that we replace the, the word non-judgment with curiosity. That's right. No more non-judgment and instead Make whatever you were trying to accomplish with that word, just use curiosity instead. Now, why do I believe that? Well, there are a number of different reasons. Uh, the, the first one is that I think curiosity uh, accomplishes the very thing we're trying to accomplish with non-judgment. In fact, uh, that's because curiosity is inherently non-judgmental. When, at least the curiosity I'm talking about and when I think of embodying it. When, when you bring curiosity to your experience, let's say a thought, then there's an interest of like, oh, what is it like to have this thought? A negative thought, let's say. Oh, I'm beating myself up. What's, what's that like? Well, that, that quality of, of interest, of investigation, of curiously wondering about the experience doesn't have an agenda to get anywhere with it. Uh, it's not evaluating it as good or bad, right or wrong. It's uh, purely there to explore and to understand. And therefore, it is inherently non-judgmental. So, by, by making this, uh, let's say we, we change, exchange that word non-judgment with uh, curiosity so that it's uh, paying attention on purpose in the present moment with curiosity. Well, great, we have the non-judgment and we also have curiosity. So, 
what else is it about curiosity that is important? I think there's, there's a lot to say about curiosity. It's a, such a beautiful mind state. And I will talk more about this on my podcast. And I have a whole chapter devoted to curiosity uh, in my book, Stop Missing Your Life. Shameless plug. <laughs> I hope you know I'm kind of joking when I do that. Um, uh, I, I love curiosity and what it's pointing to. And I think it's completely undervalued as... Um, as a mechanism for developing deep presence in your life and as a mechanism or path, uh, a means to an end and a means in itself for deep well-being. Uh, but in the context of here, now I'm lost track. Why do I love curiosity? Let me start, let me backtrack and go to Burma for a moment. When I was in Burma studying under this great meditation teacher, Sayada Upandita, widely considered one of the greatest meditation teachers alive at the time, he's since passed, he was 91 years old, many of the great meditation teachers in the West here studied under him, this man, for, for six months, uh, never once used the word non-judgment, at least that I, I remember, never said anything like pay attention with with non-judgment, but he did use words like investigate or get close to experience, seek to understand the experience or bring your attention closer so you could penetrate it with your awareness. That was very much uh, in his vocabulary. And that's because the, the practice, meditation, is really a practice designed to cultivate wisdom so that you you're bringing your attention to experiences so that you can understand the nature of those experiences. And then when we understand the nature of those experiences better, the, the, the truth sets us free, <laughs> to bring in a very um, common cliche. Um, but, but there is truth to that. There is truth to that truth. The more you see, the more you see that a thought arises and passes, arises and passes, arises and passes, you look at it closely with curiosity, watching it over and over, the more the mind just learns that things are impermanent, thoughts are impermanent. Why take them so seriously? Um, and the, the only way to get that wisdom is to bring your attention closer to experience, uh, to understand it, to investigate it. Uh, so that was very much in um, my teacher's intention for the practice and what he was encouraging. Now, um, non-judgment was kind of imbued in that investigation, but it wasn't part of, of his language. I think as mindfulness, uh, these practices have become more secularized in the West, uh, and since many great teachers, including Jack Cornfield, he's one of the first people I heard talk about this, noted that when they first started teaching, there was a lot of um, a lot of trauma, uh, a lot of pain, and or people, especially in the West, were just very wound up, tight, type A, trying to get somewhere. That for a lot of those folks, what they needed more than anything was compassion, ease, kindness, heart. And it's uh, one of the reasons why I think mindfulness has 
has like a softer quality here in the West than it might have over in more traditional settings like the East uh, or in monasteries in the East. Uh, and I think that's great. I think practices need to be adapted to meet people where they're at. Um, and uh, for some of us, when we're first getting into this work, based on our background, we might need more heart-based practices, um, more compassion, self-compassion, kindness toward ourselves. And so a huge proponent of how that has been adapted. But I think one of the things that's been a little lost as as it's grown and as it's hit the mainstream is that investig- investigative quality that my teacher uh, brought into his teachings. And that really is at the heart of uh, most meditation teachings. Uh, that meditation is an investigative practice. You're, you're there to learn something. You're coming close to your experience, not just to, to settle and calm down and be at ease, but to develop wisdom. Uh, And the only way to develop this kind of wisdom is to look closely at your experience. And the way we look closely, um, or one way we can look closer, is curiosity. Curiosity is the the glue uh, to our experience. It pulls us in. It draws us in. um, and, And it brings with it a particular kind of paying attention. Like even as you're listening right now, uh, just become curious what it's like to hear. Like become curious about your own feelings about what I'm saying right now, and notice where your attention goes. What do you have to focus on? You know, are you noticing your thoughts, your emotions, right? That the whatever it is, whatever the the experience of curiosity is, it's kind of like a flashlight, and it it shines that light toward different aspects of our experience and illuminates them. Um, and if not illuminates them, it, it just simply brings us closer to it. Uh, so all of this to say is I'm, you know, I start this podcast by saying we should do away with non-judgment and it's not because I don't believe in non-judgment. I'm, I'm a huge believer in what that's pointing to, um, a moment of presence, of mindfulness uh, needs to be held with a non-judgmental quality, meaning like we're not categorizing it as right or wrong. There is an openness um, and a willingness just to meet it as it is. That's absolutely foundational, and we can't get rid of that. It, it wouldn't be mindfulness then. I just think there's a better way to accomplish that and a way to accomplish it that also accomplishes other really important things that I think are sometimes lost with this practice. Um, And that's where curiosity comes in. Um, There's there's only one reason why I've come up with so far where non-judgment might be better than curiosity. And this is more of a nerdy, uh, philosophical kind of nuance. So... um, Feel free to tune out if you want, but but this the the one thing about non-judgment is there isn't. When I think of being curious, I, there's there's a felt sense. There's more of a felt sense of me being curious, like oh, Corey is looking at something, and so it it. Uh, 
my sense of it is that it can actually reinforce a sense of a doer, someone doing something, a sense of self, a sense of I. We haven't talked about this too much on the podcast, but I will go deeper into it as we go, um, which is that these practices, uh, one of the things they're doing is um, softening that sense of ego identification, that sense of I'm doing something or I'm living my life. I, 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 me, 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 all those personal pronouns that um, can easily get reinforced in day-to-day life when we're making decisions, going about our day, building and crafting a life. It all just like the story of I gets bigger and bigger. And one of the things we're doing in the meditation practice is, is softening that, which happens uh, organically, um, and so that we, we can recognize a deeper interconnectedness uh, that we have within this larger family of things. Uh, So that obviously warrants a bigger conversation, which we'll talk about at some other point. But all to say that if we wanted to get kind of nerdy with it, if we were to think about inhabiting a moment of non-judgment versus inhabiting a moment with uh, curiosity, I do think curiosity has the potential to reinforce a sense of self a little more than non-judgment does. Whereas when I think of resting and non-judgment, um, it does have a more uh, spacious, open quality. So that that's my own felt sense. But another area people, another way, reason people sometimes get stuck with non-judgment in a negative way um, is just that they hear it and then think like, okay, I'm not supposed to have uh, any judgments or judgments are not supposed to arise in the mind. And that's uh, something that's very understandable, but is not the intention of non-judgment. Non-judgment is more referring to this, um, the awareness itself that we're bringing to whatever arises, that we, we hold it, including judgments that my, the judgments in, in the mind might arise of like, I don't like this meditation practice. So that is clearly a judgment. But we we then step back behind that judgment and watch it uh, with with awareness. And so not judging the judging. And if we do judge it, then we watch that. So it's less about no judgments arising in the mind uh, and more about the the way we're meeting whatever arises in the mind and just another reason why i think curiosity is better is because uh, you don't have to worry about that as much when you say be aware with curiosity there's there's really no expectations uh, and you're not setting uh, some sort of idea that judgments shouldn't come up but instead just inviting yourself to be aware curiously of whatever arises and go oh what's this moment like oh what's this thought like oh what's this emotion like or if you're focusing on the breath just hmm, what is it like to experience uh the inhale and the exhale so uh that's my my two cents more like seven cents more 87 cents about why i think we we should exchange um non-judgment with uh, curiosity and we'll see if that gains any traction in the mindfulness world probably zero at all uh, and just within our little community we can talk about it and get excited about it Uh, 
But seriously, if you do want to go deeper into this, I do talk quite a bit about curiosity in my book, uh, Stop Missing Your Life. Um, and so if, if that is of interest or if you already have the book, I would revisit that chapter. There's some interesting things there that will be uh, useful. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thanks for your practice, as always. And thanks for listening. If you have questions about this, be sure to join our Practicing Human Facebook group. You can make a comment, question. Let me know what you think about this episode and um, the idea of exchanging uh, non-judgment with curiosity. I would love to hear your perspectives as well. Talk to you tomorrow, and until then, take care. Hey, hey, before you go, a couple quick announcements. First, if you're new to this podcast and you'd like some supplemental resources to, uh, well, help you go deeper into some of these practices like mindfulness and meditation, um, I have a whole resource library of book recommendations, app recommendations, and guided meditations, including sleep meditations. That, um, that are all yours for free if you'd like. All you need to do is text your email address to plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight, and you'll get an automated email to your inbox with those resources. Uh, and lastly, I haven't talked about my book too much recently, but since I mentioned it a few times on this podcast, uh, it is offered at a discounted rate. Uh, at the moment on Amazon, that eighteen thirty. Usually, it's going for about twenty five dollars, and the retail price for this hardcover version is twenty eight. So, if you're interested, there is a good deal over at Amazon. And as I mentioned, there's a full chapter on curiosity. If you enjoyed today's episode, so you could check that out. All right, thanks. Talk to you tomorrow, and take care. <laughs>